Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are, well, off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, I'm sitting with Tim McLennan to talk about the movies After the Sunset and Akira. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> you can't see me on the radio, but I'm waving. <laughs> he really is waving, so it's fine. <laughs> We're going to accept all of this. Maybe you can hear like the whoosh in front of the microphone. Yeah, we'll see if that, right, yeah. we'll see if that picks up later, <laughs> sure. Um, so, I mean, you had two very odd movies to go through. After the Sunset is not an overly well-known movie. Yeah, when you, uh, when you first told me the movies I'd be watching, uh, I was like, cool, and what? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I had never heard of it and had literally no idea. It wasn't until, like maybe a week ago when I finally like looked up what it was about and then immediately like with the synopsis and the cast I was like oh I am in this movie's gonna be great like heist movie Mm -hmm. uh Pierce Brosnan Selma Hayek uh Woody Harrelson Don Cheadle Don Cheadle Mm -hmm. yeah that's some good names in there it is yeah and not the greatest movie though And, and then when I looked at it it was like one star yeah yeah I was like hmm the weird thing is that I have um, like very vivid anecdotes about most of the movies in my collection. Mm-hmm. This is not one of them. I don't know where I got it, why I got it. I know I must have watched it because it's in my collection and it's open. So I must have looked at it, but I have no idea why I would have bought this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know why I would have bought this movie. Is that uh, Hayek? <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that played into it after the fact yes but uh no the uh a friend of mine has a has a theory about movies mm-hmm. uh and that is if it's five bucks or less in a bargain bin he'll just buy it i have a feeling quite a few movies in my collection are have been exactly that <laughs> not surprised at all yeah so the the theory behind it is is like that's just, that's effectively a rental fee so if you spend five bucks and it wasn't good oh well you return it the next day mm-hmm. uh, or in this case you just now own it and there's no difference except now you own the extra DVD yeah but that's that's like blockbuster days it's, it's blockbuster days are over <laughs> fair that's you fair. can take that five bucks and get most of a subscription fee to Netflix and watch a whole lot more stuff that's better with that same five bucks that's true yeah yeah I guess yeah internet streaming and all that has kind mm. of like I guess, devalued the value of DVDs? Well, I think it's devalued anything that could be digitized easily, right? So, I mean, even, like, right now, there's a whole push for um, digital books and comic books, for example. I, being a purist, will still buy my physical comic books. That's fine. I, I, for some reason, I cannot stand reading more than, like, a page or two on a tablet or a screen. It drives me nuts. And especially when it comes to comic books and I want to check out all the pictures and the detailing and stuff. I'm like, no, mm, no, can't, can't do tablet buys and stuff. I don't blame you. I'm the same. And mm-hmm. I'm also the same for like movies and games. I like having it on my shelf. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I went to uh, Best Buy not too long ago. I wanted to get the new Beck album. Mm. So I went in there and it was just like, hey, where's your, like your CD collection? And they're like, we don't do that anymore. You can go it online. And he looked at me like I was... 
from like just it's the stone age or something like there was something growing out of my face wow. He's, like disgusted with me <laughs> i'm like oh i'm sorry <laughs> the funny thing is though is I, I will buy an album first thing i do i bring it home digitize it and then listen to it <laughs> exactly yeah. it's a it's a weird thing but i do still like to have the physical thing yeah maybe that's a generational thing uh, maybe i don't know because like i don't know sometimes too with the cds there'll be like feelies or something cool in the liner notes mm. uh like um we're getting a bit off topic but uh <laughs> there's like uh there's like a tool album where it's got like stereoscopic pictures in it so there's like there's like 3D glasses mm -hmm. in the album case oh. and then you fold up the like the other side of the album mm -hmm. and there's like photos that you can look at and it show, shows up in 3D. That's pretty and cool. It's like, yeah, it's cool stuff. Uh, that's uh, like uh, one of Beck's albums was like that. Uh, I'm going to forget which one it is. But yeah, it come, the booklet comes in black and white, but it comes with sheets of like stickers and stuff. So you oh, can yeah. decorate it and make it all like fancy and whatever. Oh, that's cool. Um, and like some of them were textured, some of them were flat and, and whatever. And it was, it was really cool. It just, it's just something to have to like, to make you want to get the physical object. Yeah. But I mean, those albums I find are few and far in between, but I find they're still totally worth it when you get it and you open it and you're just like, Ooh, look at all the words. Ooh, I got stickers. This is amazing. <laughs> Speaking of visual, physical objects, yeah, Napoleon's diamond. <laughs> um, there were five of them. There were five. I only is it five? I, I is it three or five? I thought it was three. Is it three? Okay, now I, I don't now. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but I well, I guess the whole thing is the you already know he had stolen one. Yeah. When the movie started, then he was in the middle of stealing one, and then. And he got it. And then the last thing is that he steals another one. Yeah. So for sure, there's at least three of them. Yes. And I, well, Woody Harrelson was saying, it was like, you, you know, you want the last one. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. And that's how he like baited, um, Pierce Brosnan into like, I'm going to do this final heist, you yeah. know, kind of thing. And I was just like, oh God, you're so weak. You're such a man. <laughs> Yeah, and Selma Hayek's like, don't do it. Just don't do it. Look at me in this bikini. Don't do it. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. <laughs> I actually felt really sad for her character because it was very clear that her character was supposed to be smart and intelligent and have ideas. Yeah. But she didn't actually get to say or really do anything except look pretty, except for when you first meet her and she's dressed as a bum. She built a deck. She did build a deck. You don't actually get to see her build the deck, though. It just cuts to her on the phone with him holding a tool. No, no, she she, she totally, like, hammered a couple nails in. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember her just standing on the phone all the time going, I'm building a deck. And and then they'd cut away, and then another part of the deck would be built the next time you see yeah. her on the phone with a yeah, power with tool. Yeah, circular saw. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this, is that what? Is that what you do when you're on a tropical island and you, you're bored is build decks? You gotta have something to do. I guess. Steel diamonds. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, I have to admit though, like, I was so disappointed in this movie. I was a little let down as well, but also it was just kind of like a fun romp. Yeah, but I don't think it's like... I don't think it's meant to be, necessarily. I think it's meant to be fun. Yeah. But I don't think it actually pulls off fun as much as you want it to. Like, it's not like... Mm -hmm. Like, I find the movie excessively cliche in, like, the worst ways possible. It's not like um, when they did Ocean's Eleven, for example. Mm -hmm. um, that movie, I find, it's super cliche, 
but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Don Cheadle's also in that movie. Yeah. Um, but it's so much better than this. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you why, though. I think it has something to do with the editing. Like, how they broke up the story and the, the pieces. Maybe. It didn't... It gave away things at points it shouldn't have, and then it hid things when those things should have been apparent. Because then you're just like, why is he doing that? What? And then they show you something, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, all of a sudden he's into fishing. Yeah, and you're and just scuba like, diving. Yeah. I thought you didn't like that stuff. That's just weird. Yeah. And he wasn't even, like, trying to be his friend. He was just, like being sarcastic the whole time and being kind of a tool uh, woody harrelson both of them yeah like both of them i have a note here uh-huh. that this movie is just a giant two-hour no homo <laughs> uh yeah uh yeah that whole thing got really weird really yeah quickly. you're just like, like it's just like hey come fishing like hey, okay come fishing okay put some sunscreen on me yeah Come, come put me to bed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm drunk. I'm all over you. Woo! And you're like, what? Why is this a thing that's happening? Yeah. And why is it... Like, I understand you're trying to be close to him to spy on him, and I understand he's trying to be close to him to keep him off his track. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how they try to do that doesn't it, work at all. Yeah, it was very weird. It was very weird. And I totally pictured Brosnan as being the big spoon. Yeah, I think he would do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the, the FBI character, he was... Uh, that's Woody Harrelson. I don't even remember yeah. what their names were in the movie. Neither do I. Uh, Selma Hayek's was like Lola, I think. Was it? Or something something like Lola. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how quickly that went right through my head. It, yeah. didn't, it did not stay I, at all. I don't think they even like really mentioned Brosnan's name more than like twice. No, because there's the part where um, Woody Harrelson's character is drunk and he's yelling his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, He yells yeah, it like yeah. six or seven times. Yeah, that's true. And then he calls him and then he's on the phone and he t- he's like, blah, 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 this guy's yelling your name and he, they switch back to him. And yeah, and he's like, ah, yeah, criminals like this guy. Yeah, yeah. and you're just like, what I a- don't, I don't know what your name is anymore. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It just didn't. Nothing about it stuck. No, that's very true. Yeah, the yeah. movie was done and I was like, oh, that was finished. Okay. And then I got on with my day. I mean, that's me with most movies, but yeah. What? I, well, yeah. So, I mean, I may be a poor guest for this because <laughs> I tend not to, like, think about the movies I watch. Yeah. I just, like, go and watch them for, like, entertainment value. I think you're watching bad movies. Uh, no, because I like good movies. Hmm. I don't know. Because, no, because, like, I've gotten to a point where I end up analyzing movies simply because I watch a lot of movies, right? Sure. And then your brain just automatically starts categorizing things. Like, why do I like this one over this one, even though they're practically the same thing? Or why do I prefer to watch stuff blow up instead of people having introspective thought, you know? You know, why is this dialogue good and that dialogue bad? Your brain just starts picking things apart automatically. Yeah. But there's... I definitely pick most of my movies for entertainment values. I don't want to feel things. No. <laughs> That's what real life is for. I want to go have a good time when I go see a movie. Sure. That's the right way to do things. Yeah. That, that's me. That's me. Um, but yeah, like I can't, at this point in my life, I just can't help but, you know, kind of think about it when I'm done with it. But I think that's how I know after the sunset was a bad movie. It's because when it was done, I was just like, my brain was just like, it just fell out the side of my head. And I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the world's end. No. Where you're like constantly like 
even on like a rewatch, you're like, oh, I didn't notice that. Yes. And like, that's one thing I love about his movies, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wright's movies are fantastic. Yes. Once I was watching, um, what is it? Uh, a Frame Apart, I think it's called. Oh, uh, it's Every the, Frame of Painting. Is it Every Frame of Painting? Yeah. The, the YouTube series? Yeah. Yeah. Was it that one? Uh, well, they, they analyzed how Edgar Wright uses, uh, how he does oh, humor. Visual, visual comedy. Visual comedy. Yes, visual that comedy. one. Yeah, yeah. And it was fantastic. It's great. I loved it. And it's true because like, and he compared it to like other movies where people go from point A to point B and how boring it is and how he actually, even in like comedies, they do it that way. But mm -hmm. in his, he's like, no, no, this is a good chance for comedy as well. Yeah. And like they chopped it up and analyzed it and stuff. And I was like. This makes it surprisingly. It makes it even better. It's not like a like you know when a ma when you find out the 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 trick behind a magic yeah. trick and it falls apart. You're yeah. like this one. It was just like you just made it ten times better. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That that series is amazing. It's, it is. I highly recommend it to yeah. anyone. It allowed me to understand why, even though I thought the movies are both good, but why I think um, what is it? Uh, the Star Wars movies. Um, Rogue Menace. One. Oh, oh, the the new ones. The new ones, like Rogue One and. Uh, what, what is the what's uh, the first one? Something red. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> my brain is empty right now. <laughs> um. Um. Uh. Solo. No, not Solo. Um. The first one with Ray. Oh, um, the Last Jedi. No, no, that was the, the second. That was the second one. Yeah, that's um, the thing. The Last Jedi is stuck in my head, and I can't think of the other movie, which yeah. is driving me nuts right now. Hmm. It's horrible that I actually have to look this up. I'm very disappointed in myself. <laughs> ah, the Force Awakens. The Force oh my awakens. god. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that series actually helped me to understand why I didn't like Rogue One, but I really liked The Force Awakens, hmm. and it has to do with how they portray Rey and. What's the girl's name in Rogue One? Uh, I. It, anyway. Died, yeah. But yeah, the like, main character. The main character, yeah. yeah. And like how one is um, an active uh, protagonist and one's a passive protagonist. Okay. And I was like, that makes so much more sense because <laughs> the first half of of uh, Rogue One is pointless. The second half of Rogue One, everything happens in it. Yeah. And I kept explaining this to people, and people are like, you are crazy. You are absolutely crazy. That is not true. Rogue One's a great movie, blah, 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 blah. Then I saw this thing that agreed with me. <laughs> and then they, because I couldn't really articulate why I understood that in my head. Right. But it articulated for me, and I was just like, I told you so. It's mm -hmm. right here. <laughs> ah. I felt vindicated. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen as much as I like, but. Yes, vindicated. When it happens, it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> Told everybody, and they're like, you're wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I think everybody's going to agree with me that um, after the sunset, no, not great. Yeah. Um, the shark scene. Oh, the shark. Oh, where the shark gets on the boat. The shark gets on yeah. the boat, and then they freak out. Yeah. And then Woody Harrelson just like unloads his pistol into it. Yeah. One thing I didn't understand, but I'm like, you're shooting into the hull of a boat. Yeah. It's like. You're in the middle of the ocean and he shot like, he didn't shoot once. He shot, he like, shot like 10 times. times. Yeah. And I was like, your boat's going to sink. Yeah. That's a bad thing. And, and then, then afterwards he was like, you have the right to remain silent. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that's not how Miranda writes work. No. Well. You know, if you look at the news these days in the states, mm -hmm. that that's a that's a completely different story. Uh, 
Yes. <laughs> We're not going to get political. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, let's see. What other um, I like the, the random cameos in the basketball scene at the beginning. Oh, yes. There was Shaq. There was yes. Ed Norton. Um, also, when they went to dinner, when they got to the island, they were like scamming those other couples. Mm. There was like random faces that you recognize. There's Jeff Garland, who's the dad from like the Goldbergs. Okay. Uh, who's also in like a hundred other things, but that's the most recent thing that I can think of. Yeah. And he was there. It was fine. There's Kate Walsh, who was on Grey's Anatomy and Drew Carey's show. And then there's Troy Garrity from Ballers. He was the bartender. Huh. And I was like, I know that guy. Why do I know that guy? Is that the also the same guy who plays um, Scully on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? So like bigger guy, gray hair, kind of like, no. a, a, like a buzz flat top. No. No? Okay, because yeah. I noticed him in there as well. He was in there? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was one of the couples, unless I'm very confused and thinking of something else. I don't know. I might be very confused and thinking of something else. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's one that I missed, or I didn't recognize him. I don't know. Yeah. I know. No, Troy Garrity is like a skinny Italian dude, I think. Yeah, okay. Or at least on Ballers, he's Italian-y or something. I don't know. I didn't look up look up the ethnicity, but yeah. As soon as you said like big, gray haired guy, I was like, no, like, no, no, instantly that's discounted. Completely opposite. Yeah, opposite like physique. Um, they also didn't mention what island they were on, which I thought was interesting. That was yeah, that was interesting because also it's the FBI, mm-hmm. so which who have no jurisdiction, who have no jurisdiction there. But that means that it wouldn't be Hawaii. No, it's not Hawaii. So it would, ha- it would have to be some sort of Caribbean island, I would imagine. Yeah, they did mention that it was in the Caribbean. Oh, okay. Um, also because the main population was black, so I wasn't thinking Hawaii anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the horrible accents was just... Oh, I was like, come on, guys. Horrible accents were horrible. They were so... I'm like, what island did you go to to listen to this accent i have no idea what island it was also you lost it there oh it's back okay you lost it there oh it's back yeah yeah, yeah. it was no it was, it was not right very spotty yeah yeah and offensive as a person from the west indies i was offended by that accent mm-hmm. and no i will not try to do it right now <laughs> i don't blame you no because it was terrible it was very terrible oh it hurt my feelings so um, much that character was in something else as well um but i don't remember what who the woman yeah i don't remember her from anything else yeah no she she wasn't something like fairly high profile mm-hmm. uh i just i cannot remember because her name is i don't even have her name written down <laughs> that's really sad we're yeah uh let's have some imdb music Oh, IMDb. After the sunset. Okay. Nope, nope. For some reason, the trailer is starting. Nope. Uh, her name is Naomi, Naomi Harris. Harris. She played Sophie. Oh, she was in Skyfall. Twenty-eight days later. Oh, she's Money Penny. Oh yeah, that's right. She's Money Penny. Oh, that's what it was. I yeah. didn't recognize her at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. Okay. I'm still mad at myself. I haven't seen Moonlight, which she's also in, apparently. I have not seen Moonlight either. Yeah. I've seen Moonlighting. <laughs> Everybody loves that show. It's great. Yeah. Um, She's been in a lot. She has, let's see, 44 acting credits. Wow. That's pretty decent. Yeah. Oh, she's also the chicken 28 Days Later. 
Mm-hmm. Huh. I probably should have recognized her. These are all things I've seen. She was also in Pirates of... She, oh, she's the black pirate lady in Pirates of the Caribbean. Which one? In Dead Man's Chest and at uh, World's End. That's the one She's got the one with the gnarly seen. teeth and the, the weird dreads and stuff. I don't think I've seen it. You don't think I've seen that one? No, I've, I've definitely seen the first one. Yeah. Uh, and maybe part of the second? Because I think I've seen three of them. Oh, wait, she's the one... Yes, okay. I do vaguely remember her now. Yeah. Because I, I think I have seen World's End. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but those... I was very disappointed in... Like, I guess with any franchise, the first one's usually pretty good and everything else sort of yeah. tapers off. And also, Americans don't know how to, like, just stop ruining things, so they just keep going anyways. They're like, it made money. We're just going to just grind this into the ground until yeah. it just dies. Back to the Future, though. Exception. That is true. Which I'm happy about. Yeah. But didn't they, didn't they try to make, like, a TV show or something about it? There was an animated series. Oh, yes! I only saw, like, one episode yeah, of that, same. and it was a uh, all I remember is there was a giant boxing glove in the garage that like punched the car out of the garage so that mm. they could get to 88 faster. Yeah, which is just, even for a cartoon, that's just stupid. <laughs> like, I understand with cartoons you can get away with doing more things that are slightly more ridiculous. Yeah. That's fine, I get it. But there's also a certain point where you're just like, that is not acceptable. Especially when it doesn't fit into your world. Like, I know, like, Back to the Future still fits into our world it should still have some sort of respect for our space and time and level of idiocy mm -hmm. so uh it's not like rick and morty where you can do something like that where you're like oh no it's expected it's going to be absolutely ridiculous yeah oh no I, I tell you some of these writers just don't understand it's frustrating mm -hmm. so the other thing that was very weird about this movie mm -hmm. woody harrelson found the bullet that he shot into Pierce Brosnan in the opening scene of the movie. Yes. In a camera, mm -hmm. in a island home, mm -hmm. I have two questions. Mm -hmm. One, how did he know it was there? No, and didn't he like ransack the place? No, he no, didn't. He no, he didn't. That's right, he didn't. He was just sitting there when Pierce Brosnan walked in. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he, you know, took off his handle at the door, but... Yeah. Uh, and then planted a couple bugs. But but we also don't know how long he was there before Pierce Brosnan came in. true. But I mean, like, who opens up a camera? I guess if you're... He was probably looking for somewhere to put the bug. Maybe, but... Yeah, I don't know. But also where... So where she opened it was where the aperture was and the lens attached yeah, to the so, camera. Yeah. So first of all, it's a bullet that was fully round still. Yeah. Right? Which would have damaged the lens. Yeah. A, so that was a stupid place to have it. Um, and B, if he looked there to put a bug in, as soon as she like picked up the camera to use it, there would have been a thing in front of the lens. Yeah. So you'd have been like, what's that? Open it and taking the thing out anyways. Exactly. So... All of it's dumb. It was it was very weird. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, presumably the camera wasn't really operational or like she wouldn't have used it. Yeah, it's like one of those uh, like antique cameras you just kind of have around to look cool. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, and then second of all, why would she keep the bullet? Uh, she actually says why she got the bullet. She said it was like um, a memory of the life they were oh, leaving behind yeah, or something like, like that. Or the, the time that I almost lost you or something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. She actually says in the movie, and I was like, fine, but it's still stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
there's a lot of questionable i think maybe that's the, the other problem with it there are so many questionable um actions that are taken within the movie that you're just like but why would you even do that like what's yeah the point exactly or like where where is this going it didn't make any sense yeah um like the whole um like woody harrelson karen and um naomi i already forgot her name that's horrible naomi harris is it harris the local police constable Yes, the local police song. That whole thing where she's like, she hates him, hates him, hates him, hates him. And then all of a sudden they're making out. Yeah, and you're just like, like, and it wasn't like a, will they, won't they hate. It was just yeah. like, no, I hate you. Yeah. Get away from me. And then all of a sudden it's like, she's like, I love you so much. Da, blah, blah, blah. No. It's like, oh yeah, you, you got hurt. It's like, yes, kiss me better, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is not like Indiana Jones. You know, he doesn't get kissed where it doesn't hurt. That's not how this works. I mean, I will say it's pretty smooth when he pointed to his cheek and yeah. then she went in for the kiss and then he turned his head. <laughs> is that how you get all the ladies? Is that what it is? All the ladies. <laughs> they never see it coming. They're just like, oh, he's never going to do that. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so, it's, so you watch these bad movies to get like your dating tips? Yeah, that's how why to, I'm how single. To make it, work. <laughs> it explains so much. <laughs> this is why you have to watch the good movies to tell you the good stuff. Actually, none of that works. It's it's all lies. It's it's Hollywood lies. Hollywood in general. lies. Yeah, you know. I mean, if if everything Hollywood said was true, all of us would be living our greatest lives ever all the time, and it would be amazing. Yeah. Except for like that one guy who's really mean and guts his comeuppance. Oh yes. Yes. I love it when the uppins come. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't even really have that much to say about this movie. I mean, it was just forgetful and bad. Yeah. So, I mean, so here's a question. Mm. So Woody Harrelson comes to the island and he like pitches this theft to Pierce Brosnan. Pretty much, yeah. So I have, I have a couple questions, actually. Mm -hmm. Is at this point in time, we didn't know when he first arrived, but we found out that he's been suspended from the FBI. Yes. Um, also, yeah, going back to the island, and we don't know what island, but presumably it's in the Caribbean, and presumably it's not America? Well, apparently, based on IMDb search that I did earlier on, it was filmed in California and the Bahamas. Oh, okay. But if the FBI don't have jurisdiction there, mm -hmm. why would they fly FBI people there I guess to check it out. But I mean like, and then just leave the guy to like continue doing his thing? Yeah, so what happened was this, so they did a background, because he's like, I'm with the FBI, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And they're just like, no, wasn't it the fact that um, her so, ex-husband was jealous of the new FBI guy? That's why he actually followed up? I mean, that's probably why. Yeah. Um, but he was already on the island and he was there and they just sent people to get like Woody Harrelson's character. Like yeah. that's all that happened. Yeah. And they're like, what's going on? But they show up in like the last scene what? or section really. No, that was like, I want to say it was like halfway or two thirds through they show up and that's when you find out that he's been suspended. Was it that, was it that early? I, I think so. Oh, Okay, so then yeah, maybe that's weird. Yeah. yeah. 
But then they also leave him there. They also leave him there. And then he gets his diamond and now he's, he hasn't sold it yet, but he's got a private jet and a limo. Yeah. And he's also killed somebody on the island. So he he shoots Don Cheadle's character, even though he is suspended Mm -hmm. and he technically should not have a gun. Yeah. Because even though he he has a permit for it on the island because they did a check and he was the FBI, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Because he's suspended, technically. They should have taken it away. took it taken away and then he also shot somebody Mm -hmm. so i don't know yeah i I don't know there's all kinds of holes (laughs) in the story oh very much so it's um so okay so then here's the thing is like was it his goal what what was woody harrelson's goal coming to the island his goal was to embarrass pierce brosnan and then steal like get him to steal the diamond and he steals it from him okay but was that actually his goal, or was his goal to try to catch Pierce Brosnan to be reinstated? And I then, think and then, and then he just he got a taste of the good life, uh, sleeping in the bridge suite. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "Oh, this is too good. Having having so much money is great. Maybe I'll steal the diamond from him after he steals it." I don't know because, or, or was it like was it more premeditated? Than I that? think it was more premeditated than that yeah. because when he first meets Pierce Brosnan on the island, he's the one who shows him the thing, and yeah. Pierce he didn't know anything about it, mm-hmm. and that's when he's antagonized into doing the actual heist. Yeah, so, right. So I think it's more premeditated than that. Right. So, uh, so he's going to he like he goads him into doing the heist, mm-hmm. but the, my my question is is like was he going to arrest him or was he going to steal the diamond? Which, which one was his original plan? I guess. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So that, that's, that's my only, yeah. Cause was he there to goad him to steal it so that he could arrest him? Or was he there to goad him to steal it, then to steal it back from him? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question, actually. So. Because, yeah, by the end, he's like, oh, I got you to steal from me. And he starts like taunting him about it. Yeah. But yeah, like his motives could have changed some way through there because the first half of his plan was going to happen no matter what right just that last part where you're just like is he going to steal it or is he going to be the good guy again yeah you know and we don't know until he's getting onto that private jet yeah and like making the phone call is like uh i hope you bring cash yeah but that, that also makes him like a really bad like law enforcement officer if he can switch sides that easily yeah well i mean presumably he's been like laughed off the force type thing mm-hmm. uh, because of because of his repeated failures to catch Pierce Brosnan. But but that's my my other problem with the FBI though. He warned them. He repeatedly warned them in the beginning. That's true. That, and they were making fun of him that he was being overly perca- like uh, precautious mm-hmm. with it. And then what it actually happens and they find him, they still laugh at him about it because like his uh the diamond still got stolen yeah i'm like either way all of them has failed at their job so why are they pinpointing one person who was like no we should do more and then you didn't yeah so mm-hmm. both sides of it is are r- completely wrong definitely a failure in not communication or management assuming that woody harrelson was in charge oh yeah I don't actually he, no i don't think he wasn't in, in completely in charge yeah maybe not I, I think the like, I think that's also one of the problems with this movie is the fact that you're like they just show officials that are in charge as completely incompetent and corrupt. Yeah, is is the other thing because even on the island, that one guy is pretty much bought out by the Don Cheadle's character, who's like 
who wants to be in politics, but he's completely corrupt. Yeah. And he's kind of like... I, I don't think he wants to be in politics. I think he just... He wants control of the island, though. Yeah. So he, but he's running for, like, but mayor he's, he's, or he's running it on the... Un, yeah, like, he's running the underground. Yes. Because, like, he's, like, he's allowing locals to gamble. Mm-hmm. He's allowing, um, you know, he's distributing drugs. Mm-hmm. He alludes to that. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah. Part of what he said, though, I did agree with is the fact that locals aren't allowed in, like, clubs or bars or, or casinos or anything on the island because mm-hmm. they're for tourists. They're for off-islanders. And yeah. there's no real entertainment for locals. Yeah. Right? And he wants to put that in. Fine. Sure. But then the whole drug part of it and the bringing guns, not so much. That's probably not, yeah. a, not a good way to go. D- d- that, that's the illegal part of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like... It just, they just tried to put too many little tidbits together to make it seem all like deep and complicated. And you're just like, no, it's, it's really not. Yeah. It just didn't go anywhere. No. Do you want to switch over to Akira? I was just thinking the same thing. All right. So yeah. So our next movie, which is completely different from After the Sunset is Akira. Um, Of course, the 1988 classic anime. What do you think? Um, so Akira was one of the first animes that I watched as, as a movie. Mm. I mean, like I grew up, I watched, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Akira was like a friend of mine had like a, a book of like top 500 movies rated or something like that. Yeah. And like Akira was in the A section. So we saw it and we we're like, huh, four stars, probably for, or five stars. Must be pretty good. Let's yeah. check it out. So we went to we went to Blockbuster, of course. rented it, watched it, and we were thoroughly confused. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hasn't really changed in the like two or three times that I've rewatched it since. Yeah. No, um, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Actually, I have the, the it's almost the opposite story of you, mm-hmm. where it was pretty much one of the last like animes that I've, I've watched mm-hmm. in my anime watching time period uh because like you you know sailor moon and rama and a half dragon ball that kind of stuff yeah um and then there was like um ghost in the shell and all you know like that kind of thing trigun is another big one mm, uh, princess Moon okay yeah uh fine oh yeah all the ghiblis yeah yeah um so and then but akira was just a movie i had never seen but so many people make references to and talk about and all that kind of stuff and, I have a thing about that that we can talk about later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, and then one day I saw it somewhere. It was probably really cheap, like $10, $5 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Bought it and I was like, finally I get to sit down and watch Akira. And I watched it and I was just like, what? Okay. I, that, sh- sure. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Okay. If yep. you say so. I just kind of went with it. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the whole story. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I and I rewatched it and I understand the story better now I think. Yeah. But at the same time I'm like I don't understand why people like this thing so much. Like I just don't get it. Like I think visually like the art itself of like the animation is beautiful. I'm Absolutely. not saying no. Absolutely. Like I think it's very pretty. I love especially the the shots where they're going through the city and the they do like the building slide across you know, and they, they show, like, the billboards and the lighting and, and all that kind of stuff. Very cool. Mm-hmm. It looks nice. But everything else about it falls apart for me 
maybe it's something that's lost in translation when translating from Japanese to English because I, I, I watched the dub version of it. Mm -hmm. Even though this DVD does have like the full Japanese version that you can read subtitles, which I was too lazy to do. Um, so maybe it's something that's lost in translation, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't understand why people like this so much. I, I feel as though it probably doesn't lose as much as you think it might. Okay. I think it is just that confusing and off the rails. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, see, like, um, it's not even that, it's not even the confusing part. I'm used to the way, like, Asian or, like, Japanese, Chinese storytelling happens. And, like, even, like, kung fu movies and stuff like that, they're, they're just, they just have a different way of telling stories. Sure. And I usually get it. That's fine. But with this movie, I just find the actual story itself is extremely choppy and motivations are lost and reactions to things just seem disproportionate and then it just doesn't go anywhere. And you're just like, what is even happening or what is the point of this? Yeah, it's, I agree. It is very sort of disjointed yeah. and well, yeah, confusing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I think, I think now I've seen it and I've got like a fairly good grasp of like kind of what's going on and some of the motivations. Mm -hmm. So um, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like where to start. Cause like Tetsuo, mm -hmm. who's like the kid that gets like in, at the beginning he gets into the crash, uh, like his bike blows up and mm -hmm. then he's like concussed. And so like the army takes him and then the scientists start doing experiments on him because he's like a good subject. Yeah, but didn't they f find like a a field or a harmonic that thing that matched Akira? Yeah, so there's him? there's like a I guess, I guess that's like um like everybody has like a life force yes type thing mm -hmm. uh, and it just so happened that like Tetsuo's happened to like match Akira's fairly closely mm -hmm. uh, and like harmonized well with it or however they put it yeah um and so it was like this guy's going to be a great subject, you know, he's like very compatible with what we want to do type thing. Yeah. Um, and so they like start him on the drugs or whatever, but they like start him like part, like a, a like a later, larger dosage mm -hmm. as opposed to like ramping him up into it, which probably is partially the cause of his like acceleration, accelerated insanity and stuff. But wasn't that also because the other kids that are part of the program were a lot younger than he was and they were like, we're going to catch you up. I don't think they ever, like, really hung out. Because, like, the only time that they were, like, really together mm -hmm. was uh, when Tetsuo's in the hospital bed. And they, like, come to him in, like, a fever dream. Yeah, and they try to mess with him, right? I don't know that they're messing with him. They just want to, like, see who the new kid is. Yeah. Sort of thing. And so they're, like, it's like a giant teddy bear in a car that walks on that its back wheels. That whole scene is so creepy. It's so creepy. But yeah. the music is amazing. Yeah. It's like, yum, bum, bum. Dum, dum. But I think that like off kilter music is the thing that makes the whole scene yes. extremely creepy, yes. you know, because if that music was wrong, it would have just come across as like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Whereas the music adds to that kind of like uncomfortable, this isn't right. What is going on? Oh my God, there's a thing, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that kind of like yeah. intensive, intensifying feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, so they, they like kind of come to him like at that point in time and then they get scared away by blood because they're like six years old or something. Yeah. Um, and then they don't actually meet until, I don't know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes later in the movie. Yeah, because um, when he fights his way to the nursery. Yeah. Yeah. To like go and like 
and then and then he just he just kind of stumbles across them. He he doesn't really expect them to be there. Yeah. He's just like I think he's trying to just escape the hospital. No, isn't it the like because no because remember he scares them. Then like their illusions like melt away. Yeah. And then he sees them and like they disappear. And then he's like, no, I have to get to the nursery. And then when he gets there, he's like, oh, you are, like he didn't realize they were real. Oh, okay. People. Right. Yeah. And so he gets it. So it kind of like throws him. Away. He's like, oh, you're. Like your actual things. Okay, yeah. this is this is extra weird. Yeah, and then he kind of loses it. Yeah, and like that's that's like because before, so that that was like the second time that he got taken by the army. Yes. Uh, so like the first time is when they first started him up, and then he then he escapes and he tries to escape with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he starts getting like pings of like Akira in his head. Yeah, and then like then he's like. I don't know who who's Akira. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that that kind of like after this after the second time he starts asking like who's Akira and he starts like trying to find out. Yeah. And then like all like at this point in time his powers are starting to grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So be- sorry before we go any further. Yeah. My question is those I'm gonna put quote unquote kids are they actually kids or are they like aged people in smaller forms? Or is it like the drugs they're on and their powers that make them look decrepit? I was never able to figure out which one that is. Okay, so I'm pretty sure they're kids. So Be- they're actual kids. I'm pretty sure they're actual kids. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, it's just like, I don't know if it's the drugs or the powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel as though that is like what's sort of draining them. Because like the one girl, she's like on life support effectively. Yeah, she's in that thing, and she's in the yeah. bubble. She's, and... like, in a little bassinet with, like, a, yeah. yeah, the bubble or whatever. And then that one kid, he can't even walk. He's in his little, wheelchair you know, thing, yeah. Xavier hover, hover yeah. wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, But then the other kid is the kid who can actually, like, run and walk and, and yeah. whatever. And he's actually the most normal, quote-unquote, of yeah. the, the kids compared to the other two. As, yeah. Like, the one in the wheelchair looks the best. Like, looks yes. less aged. Yes. Um... But yeah, definitely like the other one is more mobile. So when I saw that kid in the wheelchair, all I could think of is Boss Baby. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Boss Baby yet. I've heard it's really good. It's but. actually, okay, I don't think it deserves an Oscar nomination, but it's actually a very good movie. Like it's it's thoroughly fun. It's for both kids and adults. And it gets very ridiculous at certain points, but you mm-hmm. will laugh at it. Like you will, you'll have a good time watching that yeah. movie. And so, like, I, I think the, it's, it's, it's back to the whole concept of ridiculous movies that are made. And so, like, when people are like, oh, they're making a Lego movie? That makes no sense. And they made this amazing movie. It's the same thing with Boss Baby. You're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. They, they have, like, a series on Netflix. It's, like, Boss Baby Back in Business or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I, no. I, I want to see, I want to at least see the movie first. I would suggest watching, don't watch the TV show. I suggest <laughs> watching the movie. Yeah. Because I find the TV shows, like, the, actually, the way the movie is set up, it's not set up in a way that a TV show would work properly. Mm-hmm following the same character right whereas the tv show follows that same character and you're like that doesn't make any sense that's mm. just ludicrous yeah so yeah watch the movie okay. that, that's all I'm <laughs> anyway so back to the little weird kid in the hover thing and stuff yeah yes. um so yeah so like they have powers and they're just i assume it's like the drugs or the power that like makes them sort of decrepit sort of thing yeah um 
And yeah, so then Tetsuo like comes in and he's like more powerful than them because I don't know, I guess they're because they're decrepit kind of. Um, is it is it no, but I think it's just because like I've mentioned this already, X-Men, where where it's a kid whose power is coming in and seems overly strong automatically mm. because he has no idea how to control yes, it. Yes, yeah. And I think that's, that's what's very, happening. That's very much the case. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they, I think, yeah. The, the, like, army colonel also is like, you know, you should come back with us and learn to control your powers. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't, you know, you might be overwhelmed and die or something like mm. that. And Tetsu is just drunk with power because he's always been... He's always been, Weak yeah. or lower mm-hmm. than other people. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, Kanada is, like, is, like... You know, he's, he's like, constantly like, screw you, Canada. I mean, like, you're always looking down on me. It's like, I can protect myself. Yeah. And, like, now I can protect myself. Yeah. But and he, like, throws this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gets, it just goes. But the thing is, is, is Canada is, um, he's a dick. Yeah. 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 And, and that's one of the things that, like, I was just like, I understand why you want to get away from him. He is, he may have, like, been your first quote-unquote friend or whatever yeah. and you're in his bike gang whatever but he's a complete tool and you need better friends that's bit. all i could think of but i mean also like looking at tetsuo it's like oh my god man everybody's just worried about you just <laughs> just be like yeah i'm fine guys yeah <laughs> i mean but i mean we've seen that sort of it, it's very aspect in a lot of movies it's though. very much a trope yes yeah yeah what was that? What was that movie the other that the other day? Like uh, like four years ago, where those like three kids get powers and that one kid gets drunk on the power, tries to destroy the town, and it's like a it's like a fa- it's found footage style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. It's like they find like an alien, uh, yeah. thing. It like crash lands and then like they all touch it. Yeah. Uh, super something. No, because, no, su- no, that's Super 8 you're thinking of. Not that movie. No, not Super 8. Um, yeah, I remember I watched that in San Francisco. I've, I have not watched that whole movie. I've only watched the last, like, Chronicle. I've only oh, watched, yeah, like, Chronicle. the last last half an hour or so of it. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, this I get this movie. I know exactly what this movie is after yeah. watching that last bit of it. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I should watch this movie. And then I saw the last hour, and I'm like, no, I know this movie from me and Jen. Three yeah. kids, they got some power. That one kid's just like, I have power now. I can destroy other people. And then he just loses it. Yeah. That, that was all it was. Yeah. Um, I don't remember especially liking it. It was fine. I think it was a cool concept and a slightly different way of doing the found footage Because it, was, it was off of everybody's like cameras. Yeah, or their camera cell phones phone and all that kind of stuff. And they kind of like pieced together and whatever. Yeah. Which I thought was a really cool concept. And mm-hmm. I like it when... Like there are so many movies right now trying to use our technology in films. But they don't know how to use it in a way that's actually interesting to the audience. Yeah. And I thought in, that, in the movie, in that context, it was done really well. Mm-hmm. But it's just the actual um, subject matter was like, meh, yeah. you know? But like the actual idea of it, though, was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like in, like they try to do um, texting a lot in movies right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And half the movie, you're, you're just watching people on their phones. And you're like, no, that's, no, that's not interesting to anybody to yeah. look at. And until they find something, a good way to represent that, that actually is engaging to the audience, it's, it's a thing that's gonna fall apart really quickly yeah yeah and i've seen it done like texting done somewhat well mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah yeah 
I think no matter what, just having somebody look at a phone or having like text pop up on a screen, yeah, it's not interesting as yet, or it's not. It hasn't been utilized in a way that actually makes it interesting. Yeah, it's I guess. like be home soon, winky face. Yeah, and you're just like, why did we need to see this? Yeah. We didn't. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like I think it's a really cool technique they use though. Mm -hmm. But if they find something more interesting to use a technique with, it'll be fun. Yeah, because there's also another it's like a party movie these kids go to like have to like a crazy party or something mm -hmm. they did it the same way and it was much lamer oh and i was like oh well how can you mess up a party that bad apparently you can mm. yeah <laughs> all the good parties ha happened in the 90s in those movies everybody knows that it's done <laughs> yeah can't hardly wait can't hardly wait oh my god but yeah back to kira <laughs> yeah um so one thing Mm -hmm. It's the 30th anniversary of Akira this year. Really? Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, in 1988. Oh yes, that yeah. is correct. Okay. So um, actually, it's been it's been kind of cool because online they've been, there's been um, uh, a couple like some articles have come out, mm -hmm. and one of them interviewed somebody who did some of the animations for it. Yeah. And um, she's like an animator from back then, and she like she had like a a pretty stable gig doing like uh, some sort of cartoon. I don't remember what. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, the studio that she was at was like outsourced to like uh, do some of the animation for Akira. And so she was asked, it's like, hey, you know, we've got this big project. We've got like Akira. It's like looking really good. Um, we want you on it full time. And she was like, no. <laughs> because uh -huh. the animators are paid by the frame. Yeah. So you spend like half an hour, you know uh doing one frame of animation mm -hmm. and that's like five cents oh, jesus yeah so uh yeah uh, she was worth her, uh, her worth her time and effort exactly to because because the cells were so much more detailed mm -hmm. they take that much longer and you're still only getting paid five cents per drawing mm -hmm. then it's just, it's just not worth your while so she's like no i still need to live keep me on this show and i'll also work on akira so she did both so she did both Wow. Yeah. That must have been a lot of work. Probably, yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Because even just like based on just looking, because every single frame of that movie is completely filled with detail. Yeah. And beautiful detail at that. Yeah. Especially like the scenes with like the explosions and stuff. The and smoke animations are phenomenal. Oh, they're amazing. They're so good. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, especially like um, that scene where they're they're doing the they're going through the city and they're fighting with the other gang, mm. and the part where Tetsuo crashes and you see the rubble on the ground, and yeah. the fact that like the part of the highway they're at they have like big rock faces coming up to slow people down. Yeah, and you see the detail of the stone faces that you can see like bullets have hit it and cars have hit it and there's damage and there's. Um, there's like a graffiti on it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you're just like there and it's just him falling over on his bike going, what the hell? And, but you're just seeing like, you know, little stones on the ground. And yeah. Just, oh, and the, like beautiful. the lighting as like the fire moves and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. It's crazy mm -hmm. good. And like it, it still holds up. Mm -hmm. It's, it's faltered a little bit, I think, um, since like the mid to late 2000s. Visually? Really? Yeah, I mean, like, um, just because, like, everything else has gotten so much more detailed. 
I think. It do- I think it really depends on what you're looking at, though. That, that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't hold up. It yeah. absolutely holds up. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to... Maybe the characters are seem a little flat. Maybe that's what I'm thinking that's of. That's true, because I find the actual sets, or, like, even, like, the motorcycles and the ships and all that kind of stuff, are much more highly detailed than the actual physical human characters. Yes. Yeah, because their faces and stuff are pretty blank. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, big circles with a nose and some eyes. And then they get angry and they throw a couple of wrinkles on it. Yeah. But then the background is like this highly realistic, detailed, you know, building and like fire going up and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's amazing. T- Tetsuo's girlfriend, I think, was probably the flattest character. Oh, but that, oh, but that. She, she's but just the like worst... always, always with the like mouth agape, like. But the worst stuff happens to her though. That's true. Yeah. Like that one scene where they like attack her and they just punch her in the face and she falls flat on her face on the ground. I was just like, what? Yeah. Was that actually necessary? No. Um, biker gangs, though. Biker, I guess. I don't know. Bunch of clowns, like, them. Oh, that one scene, though, just, that really got me. Because, and yeah. then afterwards, like, they put, like, a jacket on her, and then they showed her, like, swollen face and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that is not... I, I'm, I'm guessing it's supposed to show, like, the brutality of A, the time period, and B, the fact that they're part of gangs. Mm-hmm. Fine. But at the same time, it didn't help the story didn't do anything for the story not really it didn't show tetsuo's new power he didn't well he didn't he didn't really have it at that time yeah because he had just escaped he just escaped the first time so he didn't it was it didn't show anything yeah so why was it necessary it was my biggest thing you know like if that was the moment where his like power manifested and he like did something crazy yeah i get it i would get it but like it didn't do a thing for the story yeah and i was like that wasn't necessary in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. and that was one of the things that really bothered me about the movie was the fact that there was a level of brutality in it especially towards not just brutality but like um violence in general but not just violence but like they were just very hostile to the female characters in the movie Mm. automatically right because even like that the one girl the girl resistance fighter whatever that kanada gets obsessed with yeah She's talked down to and insulted the whole movie, you know? Then there's Tetsuo's girlfriend. Then there's a scene where they bump into, like, girls from their school or whatever, and they pretty much tell them to, like, just shut the hell up and go away. Yeah, it's like, do what I tell you to do. Why are you always hanging off my arm? Yeah, Yeah. you know, and it's stuff like that, and I'm just like, like, I understand they're supposed to be a little bit tougher and all that kind of stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, none of this tells you anything about the story. None of it furthers anything. None of it... It doesn't give you proper insight to the characters in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Why does it need to be there? And that's one of my my biggest problems with it. I was just like, your characters are just, they're not fleshed out in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. You're not given a reason to why they're acting this way or why they're reacting this way to stuff. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. It just doesn't do anything. That's what really frustrated me about it. Yeah. Well, I think... That's kind of the problem with the movie is that it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> well, because I heard that um, the person, I don't even know, I should have looked this up, but I don't know who the actual author is. Oh, of the manga? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently he wasn't even finished the manga when this movie was made. Oh, really? And so what had happened was is that they sort of just kind of there was supposed to be more to the story past this point. Okay. 
and just nothing else happened with the actual movie of it. But like there was more to the manga. Okay. Well, now I'm gonna have to go buy the eight eight manga box set. <laughs> Thanks, Tracy. You're welcome. <laughs> and you just you give me a book report, let me know how the rest of that story goes, and then I'll let you know if that changes my opinion of the movie. Alright. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll I'll lend it to you as well, and then uh-huh. we can have like a follow-up session. <laughs> a follow-up. Be like, okay, so this isn't off my shelf. This is it's another sort of off my shelf. But it's, we're, it's off it's, my it's, shelf. It's, yeah, it's off his shelf. <laughs> yeah, uh, off Tim's shelf, and uh, we're gonna talk about the manga for um, Akira to see how it, it holds up. <laughs> yeah, but like, so when I like heard about that, I was like, I was like, okay, so maybe this explains some of the disjointedness of this story in particular. Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, what bothers me about it is even. If you have a movie, especially if it's the first movie in a, what is hopefully a set of movies, the movie should stand on its own. You Mm. shouldn't have to refer to books or games or some other thing to understand it. If it's in a specific medium, it should work in that medium and the people watching it should be able to understand it. I... I have mixed feelings about that. Really? I I do agree with you Mm -hmm. that like, me... Knowing nothing about, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example here, um, but I can't, so I'll just say Star Wars. Okay. Um, me knowing nothing about Star Wars, I can come in at The Empire Strikes Back and figure out what the relationship of the different characters are, kind of, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and like I can watch that movie and understand what's going on. Yes. Actually, a better example would be, for me anyway, would be um, the third one, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Because actually, the first time, the first Star Wars that I ever watched was Return of the Jedi Mm -hmm. in French. Uh, But anyways. Sorry. Sorry. Wait. Why in French? uh, It was on the French channel in the motel that I was staying at that (laughs) night. Okay. Uh, and I don't know, I think I was like eight or 10 at the okay. time and yeah. like, just, I was like on a road trip with my mom mm-hmm. and, uh, it just happened to be on and it was okay. like, and I was like, Oh, this is cool. What's this? And my mom's like, Oh, this is Star Wars. You've never, you've never seen Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> and there you did in French. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there might've been English subtitles. Um, but I was, I was also in, like, French immersion, so I understood most of what was happening. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I had no idea what was happening, and then I was like, oh, okay, so he's here on the, this planet with this green guy, um, and they're training. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What, why is he training? He's like, oh, he's got to go fight the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so, like, I, I was able to piece that together. I've gone completely thought-train derailed on you. Yeah, um, it's fine. You were talking about how something needs to be, uh, it needs to stand alone? No, my point is, is that if, if there is a movie that is made, yeah, especially if it is the first movie in oh. uh, like a trilogy or something, right? you can't, y- you should be able to watch that movie and understand the movie. Yes. You don't, you shouldn't have to, you don't need supplementary materials. Yeah. You don't yeah. have okay. to like read a book over here. You don't have to understand a thing over here and yes. whatever to understand the movie. You should be able to watch it and be like, I understand the characters. I understand the motivation. Right. At least for the minimum, the first movie in a series. Okay. All right. I, yes. Okay. I agree with you. Um, 
I guess where my confusion came in was that also having things for people who have read or played or watched the other movies Mm -hmm. uh, or other media, Mm -hmm. having little things in there for them Mm -hmm. is very good. No, and I completely agree with that. But you should not have to depend on that outside knowledge. Yeah. To allow people to enjoy your film. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, th- the reasons why the MCU is working so well. Is because you can literally watch any of those movies. You don't have to read a comic book or know the character's background or anything. You watch one of them and you get it. Yeah. Right? They are all standalone movies. That yes, they have post-credit sequences that have some implications somewhere else. If you don't get that that's completely fine because it's not really part of the movie. But the movie itself, you can watch any single one of them. You can watch the movies in any order you want to. You don't have to read a comic book. You don't have to know the history of the Marvel Universe. You don't have to know previous motivations about anything. But you watch one of them. As a person coming in completely blind, you will understand the characters you'll understand their motivations you'll understand the villain you'll just understand the world that is created and that's what works about it but the problem with a lot of movies that come out that uh, have supplementary material is that they are expecting you to do a bunch of research to understand the movie that is a bad movie okay i okay i'm gonna recant and i'm gonna (laughs) I'm going to agree with you that, that 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 is true for the first movie. Okay. Um, and I think the more material that you amass in your cinematic universe, mm-hmm. the more you can pull from it and assume that people have seen them. Yeah, no, but I, that's fine. So Like, 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 like the like... Avengers, I think, is uh, an, a, a, maybe not an ideal uh, But scenario. it's a good example it's, of that. It, yeah. it's, it's a good example because it's like, uh, you watch the Avengers and it's like, okay, who are these people? I don't yeah. know. Because you're going in blind. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it still tells a story. You may not know who everyone is. You mm-hmm. may not know their personalities. But you kind of get to know them. They mm-hmm. have a bad guy that they fight. And then, you know, it goes on from there. Then yeah, and I completely agree with that. But the thing is, is with... So, like I said, the thing with the Avengers, the the MCU, is even if you watch an Avengers movie, you start the movie, there's no introduction of characters. And you're like... Who are these people? Mm-hmm. But by the end of the movie, you know exactly who they are. They know their motivations, all that kind of stuff. Yes. You're fine. Yeah. Right? But what makes it work is that if you did watch everything before it, everything that happens in that movie is ten tenfold. Yes. Right? Yeah. But it's, missing, it's got all the tiebacks and that sort of thing. Yeah. But missing that information doesn't detract on you understanding the movie. True. Whereas, I mean, one of the things I enjoy, for example, with Game of Thrones, the TV show is they cannot, there's no way they have time on air to pick out all of the things that are in the books and put them in the TV show or else that show will be drawn out and boring and frustrating and it'll just drive people crazy. Mm -hmm. But they always make nods to things that are in the book. And if you read the book, great. If you didn't read the book, it's just another scene. It's lost on you. It's lost on you, but it doesn't detract from the story being told. Sure. You know, and I think that's what's really important. But you have, like, one of the things I like to refer to is the first Harry Potter movie. Okay. Okay. That movie depends on the fact that the audience has read the book. Okay. That story is very disjointed and goes all over the place. Okay. So, one, I haven't read Game of Thrones. Okay. 
and I have seen very little of the show. Okay. Um, which is fine. I mm. mean, whatever. I still understand what you're saying. You're making good points. Okay. Um, two, I haven't read Harry Potter. I have I, also never read Harry Potter. But I've also seen all of the movies, so mm -hmm. I'm curious as to what you're going to say now. Well, no, because I've, I hate the Harry Potter movies, right? Oh, okay. I have never been able to sit through all of them, especially because the world is built up on that first movie. You have to watch the first movie to get the second movie, to get the third oh. movie, to get the fourth movie. Okay. okay? Which, is, which is acceptable in a series. Sure. The problem is, is that first movie is highly dependent on the audience having read the actual book. Okay? And my problem with that is that movie doesn't make me want to read the book. Okay? I agree. The movie is disjointed, badly acted. The world is not particularly interesting to me how it's created in that first movie. And if you like it, that is fine. I get it. You read the books. It means a lot to you. You get pulled in and you're like, oh, it's come to life. This is amazing. Fine. But as a person who did not read the books, I it, it loses me completely. And by the time I get to a later movie that is a quote unquote good movie, I have no investment in characters. I have no background in what's going on. And it just doesn't, I don't want to watch any of this. I have no interest in any of it. And I have literally, tr I have, I have a few friends who are obsessed with Harry Potter, make Harry Potter references on a regular basis. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is not, this is not a thing I'm going to be doing. It's, it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, and, and that's, and that's one of my biggest problems is that like, you can't depend on, like, especially when you shift mediums. You can't depend on the other medium to supplement the new medium. That's true. They should be able to stand on their own, especially when it comes to like movies and TV shows. Don't expect people to do homework to understand your show. Yeah. Your show should have what it needs in it to move the story forward and to keep the audience. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Makes That's fair. That, yeah? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> you, you have... Created a sound argument. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, like, like I'm a person who I also read a lot, mm. okay? And not just comic books, like novels and stuff. So, like, there's the whole argument between the book better than the movie and blah, blah, blah. And I can easily separate the two of them. That is not a problem. Sure. But there's a point in time when I'm like, this is a bad movie. Even though I've read the book and I understand everything, this is a bad movie because it doesn't explain these three things. So nobody's going to understand why anybody's doing any of this stuff. Mm. It makes no sense. Yeah. Quite possibly what Akira suffers from. I have a feeling so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and, and, and I think that's the problem with Akira is that the, there's so much motivation missing in there or reasons why. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at the very end of the movie, you realize one of the reasons why they're part of a biker gang and they're stuck together is because they were... Like, they 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 grew up in like a rooming house or something. Yeah, it was like a they're orphan they're or, orphans. orphanage. If, yeah, effectively. Yeah, and so they're you know angry youths. Yeah, fine, but at the same time their motivations just don't they still don't add up. You're yeah. not mad at anybody in particular, and you want to be in a biker gang. Fine. Yeah, but why do you have to be such a tool to the people that are the people that are protecting you or helping you or whatever right. all the time? Yeah, I don't that I just don't get it. Clearly, we're just way too disconnected from the teens. Apparently. The youths. The youths. The youths. <laughs> the youths. <laughs> What's a youth? 
youths. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, I just, like, I rewatched it and I was expecting to get that, like, revelation. They're like, oh, now I really get it and I really understand why people love it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm still just like, no. I, I was not expecting that. I did, I did sort of glean a little bit more than I have on previous, uh, watches. I must admit, this is the first time I watched it and I realized why the movie's called Akira. It's fine. <laughs> So no, because the because I knew for a fact that there's no character in the movie named Akira, yeah. right? I remembered that fact about the movie, except for the character named Akira, which comes in at the very end, which is in this like hallucinations and stuff. Yeah, but I remembered like the actual like kid who goes all ballistic and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, his name's not Akira, and the, yeah. the guy on the bike, his name's not Akira, and there's a chick and another chick, and their names are not Akira. Why is this movie called Akira? <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's having crazy visions of somebody named Akira who manifests from body parts at the end. Gotcha. Okay, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, like, like, I... I don't like this movie. <laughs> and as a... People call me nerdy and geeky and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like I have to give up one of those cards for not liking this movie. But I really don't. Uh, you know what? That's fine. I guess that's acceptable. It's okay to not like a movie. Really? Are you sure? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. yeah no. Yes. <laughs> it is okay to not like movies. Uh, or not like a movie. There particular. you go. No, I'm like, I like movies. It's just <laughs> this particular one. I'm like, oh, yeah. not so much. No, I, I, I will agree. The plot is crazy. But do you like, think... It, it starts out, like, there, the, there's also this whole, like, civil unrest happening. Yes, within the, the city. Within the city that, yeah. like, it's like, um, like, I guess employment's really high because of the last uh, government did mm. something. Also, the Olympics are coming to town in 2020. Um, 2019. Well, yeah, 2020. Yeah. The, the movie takes place in 2019, which is next year. Yeah. I was like, what? Um, that's fine. And then the Olympics are going to be in Tokyo in 2020. Which is actually kind of blowing my mind. Yeah, so I think bit. we really need to watch the news next year about Tokyo. See if any weird explosions happen. Giant black spheres appear. appear. Yeah. Yeah. Or like decimating energy. half the city. Yeah. That's going to be odd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um also what the one thing i realized in the movie is that all of the kids that are part of that biker gang are under the age of 15 which kind of, i was just like yeah what? that's weird well because because when they get arrested at the beginning and they get sent to that school mm -hmm. they're like you can't be charged because you're under the age of 15 but if you get kicked out of this school your life is over and we're gonna charge you as an adult or whatever yeah, yeah. and i was just like wait they're under the age of 15 what yeah I would never have guessed that in a million years. And yet they can, like, ride motorcycles. And they have motorcycles. And that's motor totally fine. And they have motorcycles. And yeah. It, it's mentioned early on that it's like, it's like, oh man, where'd you get that? And you know, it's like... One of them was stolen. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, if you want it, you can steal it, your, steal one yourself, mm -hmm. sort of thing. So, I mean, like, like I, I even, imagine most of their bikes are stolen. Yeah. But, like, especially Kanata's bike, which is, like, the fancy red bike that's on all the covers and stuff. Yeah. His bike is toted as being this, like, amazing vehicle that is, is custom-made and ridiculous. Yeah. The person who we stole that from is going to see that bike somewhere and get it back. Yeah. That is not a bike you can hide. How was he able to keep that bike? I 
probably slap some stickers on it. It's a totally <laughs> different bike. It, you're like, no, there's a sticker on this one. And you're yeah. like, crazy. This is not yours. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, yeah. But this movie has a legacy. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, just... It, it was, like, very much a landmark movie, especially yes. in the animation world. Oh, that's, the, that's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Do you think the reason why we don't get it is... Not that we don't get it, but it's, like, we don't appreciate it as much as we do, uh, as it, quote-unquote, should be, is because we watched it outside of the time period it was created? Like, it's a Maybe. movie of its time, so... I, I think that that might be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that might, that might be part of it. I think... Um, I think, like I like I said, the animation still holds up yeah. very well, and it's it's got an homage and like everything. Like, yeah. Batman, uh, the animated series. Did it? Yes, that is true. Uh, there's like with Clayface, right? Uh, it was like Robin. It was like oh. Robin like did the bike slide. Oh, he does the bikes. No, yeah. see, I was thinking of the thing with Clayface when he gets like he like first turns into the clay face and he turns into oh, like a thing yeah he's i was like thinking of lobbing together yeah, yeah i was yeah. thinking it was that was the homage oh. i didn't even think about the bike slide yeah, no okay yeah because like the bike slide is in like everything that is true yeah i was uh the the other reference that always comes to head first is is from um robot chicken when they did the little drummer boy christmas episode and it's like santa claus or something i like, turns into like the Oh, the blob. the blob thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, but yes. Um, yeah, but yeah, like that. They, they make references to that stuff everywhere, all over the place. Like yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the two thousand three series did yes, it. Yes, they did. Um, I don't even know what else. Like, there, there's there's a list. If you Google, if you Google like Akira bike slide, mm-hmm. uh, there are like several articles that just have like little gifts. Of it happening in various cartoons Constantly. and animation, and it's kind of great. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if like Tron is one of those. Because mm. no, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure it... at one point in time the 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 light cycle does like, like a like a does thing. like a slide. Yeah, yeah maybe. Wait, what year was Tron? No, actually, was it? No, Tron was before that. Yeah, I, I want to say I have three guesses for Tron. I it's think it was 86, 82. 86, 89, 92. Are my guesses. No, it's definitely not the 90s. Tron. 1982. I was right. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, no, it's not Tron. They may have done it in Tron Legacy, which was 2010. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, when I saw Tron Legacy in the theater, I started laughing right at the beginning when, um, like, his son opens the door and he's like, ooh, that's a big door. Uh, because... Like the day before I watched the first Tron movie mm-hmm. and the same joke is made oh, really? in the first movie <laughs> and the theater was completely silent and the lady in front of me turned around and gave me like this dirty look like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, <laughs> you need to watch the previous movie. <laughs> I was very upset about that. Oh, that's great. Yes. Um, but yeah, you need to get the little tidbits in there. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's a song by Childish Cambino mm. um, where he says uh, he's the realist, I'm going to say quote unquote person in the game like Tron and it gets me really pissed off because Tron is not the real person it's Flynn and it makes me angry oh that's every true time. Yeah. that's true because what uh, I forget Tron was like the guardian program or something yes. yeah yeah so he's a program Flynn is the only real person inside of the world hmm. right and I'm like no no you are not the realest whatever in the game like Tron because then that makes you a program you yeah. are a facsimile <laughs> it's very upsetting to me 
fact check your songs. <laughs> but I mean, within the actual song, it sounds really cool. Yeah. But at the same time, every time I'm like, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> it is incorrect, sir. Oh. Incorrect. But yeah, I mean, so overall, after the sunset and Akira, thumbs up, thumbs down. You know what? Uh, overall, I'm going to give it thumbs up all over the place. For both of them? Yeah. You know what? what? I, I'm, I'm a simple man. <laughs> I like I said I don't I don't read too much into things. Oh my god. Um, Akira, very weird. Uh-huh. My thumbs up for that is a hundred percent animation. Yes. Um, after the sunset, uh, my thumbs up for that is a hundred percent Selma Hayek in a bikini <laughs> with overalls over top of the bikini because she was building a deck. Well, yeah, she has to look like she's a working person. Exactly. Yes. yes. Uh- <laughs> Um, No, after the sunset was just like just dumb fun for me yeah i can't i can't it it wasn't even that fun but also my standards are very low well that's the problem it wasn't even that fun like i actually found myself super bored while watching the movie and especially if i go to the like if i i'm watching a movie and i pick up my phone and i start playing on it you've done something wrong. yeah no. You have done something wrong because movies can hold my attention and I will just watch it. Because even Akira, I was like, what is even happening? And I just watched it. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's after the sunset for me, thumbs down. Akira, I think people should watch it. Even if they don't understand the story, just the visual aspect of it and just the like, overall animation and look of it should be looked at. Yeah. I think it's, it's worthwhile. Yeah. I guess that's it yeah yeah well thanks for having me <laughs> thanks for being here <laughs> this was a fun discussion it was yes, it was you should come back at some point in time and we can yeah. do maybe quote-unquote better movies <laughs> yes um i like to say quote-unquote because i actually do like the bunny ear things on a regular basis and people have to know that i'm doing that because you can't see it while i'm talking oh the the air quote yeah fingers yes the they do look like bunny ears. I've never heard them described as such, though. Really? Yeah. The first... Because, uh, like, like, bunny ears, I think, like, holding, like, the peace sign behind <laughs> someone's head to give them bunny ears. I've always heard these, like, bunny ears. Or because people always, like, sometimes do, the, like, the one hand, quote, unquote. Uh, oh. Yeah. Who's that? I mean, like... I, I, I like, do it. I, I don't move it, but I'll, like, I'll, I'll do it with one hand if my other hand's busy. Oh, sometimes I do the quote blah 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 unquote i do that oh okay compared to this yeah yeah which is the two-handed quotey thing yeah but but even if you're doing two hands you still do it twice i do yeah i do everybody does which is wrong technically isn't it yes yeah because it wouldn't make any sense like maybe if you're doing it with one finger you do it twice twice. yeah that would make more sense but if you're doing it with two fingers everybody does it twice yeah either way Hmm. We have problems with our gestures. Yes. But at least we understand each other with our gestures, so it's fine. Yeah, as long as the message gets across. That is the point, right? Language. Yeah. English is weird. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. You can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at OhMyShelf, and you can send me emails at OhMyShelf at gmail.com. Uh, next time, we will be talking about Aladdin and Alice in Wonderland. Hope you'll be here to listen.